everyone, and welcome to East Coast Office Hours, the East Coast version of Office Hours. I'm Danielle. I'm the, the EIC up in this joint. And I have a special guest today. Merritt was off on uh, anime business, the AB, you Import, might call it. Important business. Important anime business. Uh, so instead, I decided to bring along our newest East Coast member of the crew, Colin McGregor. Colin, how are you doing today? Good. I'm excited to be on uh, East Coast Office Hours as the only other East Coaster here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, we, we've had John on this podcast before, who is not an East Coaster, but he like knows enough about the East Coast for it to be okay. I should probably bring Steven on because they haven't spent much time here, but it would be like a fun counterpoint <laughs> someday. I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like that'd be fun. Um, so Colin... I have some fun questions for you. Okay, let's do it. This is like a get to know, get to know you East Coast segment. Sure. Uh, I think everybody knows my story. I, I was born and raised in the great state of Rhode Island. I uh, <laughs> lived there <laughs> till I was 18. Really, and then I went to Massachusetts for 10 years. And then I lived in California. And then I moved to New York. Colin, how about you? Where, where do you originate from? Where do you hold, you know, where's home for you? And where do you hold your, not hold your hat. It's like, where do you place your hat? Is the <laughs> I, expression. I gently, I gently set my hat down. Thank you very much. I show respect yeah. to my hat. Yeah. Respect your hat by gaming. Exactly. Um, it's very good. <laughs> so I'm from Pennsylvania originally. Okay. Uh, I'm not from one of the two cities that you probably know if you're listening. Uh, I live in a smaller city outside of like an hour and a half outside of Philly called Reading. Um, I have heard of Reading. Yeah, most people only heard of Reading because we were like one of like one of the top like ten most like crime ridden cities for like I don't know a few years. That was like our claim to fame. That was our sure. like the thing that our city was most proud of was we were them. <laughs> and uh, you know, you gotta you gotta be proud. You gotta love to see it. You gotta you have know, whatever something. it is. You gotta have something. And Philly <laughs> was the something. Philly was the biggest asshole, so we just decided to like skip a line and we're just like, you know what, we're just gonna be for crime. It'll be fine. We'll It'll be more. fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even our like mascot is like ripped off of like Philly. We're not. We don't have like an original mascot. We have like the <laughs> Philly fanatic. Uh, ours is like <laughs> some weird version of a Muppet too, which I feel like is only like an East Eastern Pennsylvania thing, where all of our mascots are just weird like amorphous Muppets that that just <laughs> weren't good enough to make the cut. Like Gritty is like a terrifying like crack addict Muppet. But like it's I mean, perfect I, for. I do for love gritty. Like I, I think gritty's the best mascot, lie. honestly. Yeah. I don't even like sports, but like gritty, yeah. like genuinely makes me like laugh and like. Gotcha. But after, after his eyes are very good. His, I think. I think everything is very good about yes. him. Like, <laughs> Correct. Like, gritty's like the kind of the fact that he's like a, a hockey mascot is the best. The the best because I definitely like see gritty as the mascot that like initiates the fights on like the ice rink <laughs> with other mascots. Yeah. Yeah, I put after, my money on Grady. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> after uh, PA, uh, after college, uh, I did uh, college uh, outside of Philly. Um, I now reside in northern Jersey, which is also a subborough of New York at this point. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically just New York's, like, unaf the, the one borough that everyone hates more than the Bronx. It, it's or Jersey. Staten Island. I feel like... You I like Staten the Bronx. Island? It's Staten Island that's the like for me anyway. Just I don't know. 
I don't know. Also, there's like a lot of TikTok memes about that, about like Staten Island. (laughs) That's the one I think for me. (laughs) Well, do you think it's more Staten Island or Jersey? Do you think that New Yorkers hate more? I would say Jersey. I that one's hard. That one's actually hard. Yeah, that's more of a, a fight, I think. I wow. don't know why North New, Jersey, North New Jersey is so competitive with New York City. Like, at this point, we're basically one in this. Like, half of our state works in your state. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. In, that, in, one, in one city. We don't even know anything else about New York. We just know New York City exists. Like, you could yeah. just cut out the rest of, New York City, rest of New York and we would never even notice. I mean, like, the the old joke is that nobody would, right? <laughs> I mean, I know Poughkeepsie is a thing. Sure. Yeah. Rochester's a thing. Buffalo's a thing. But, I mean, I mean uh, but does anyone really care? <laughs> the thing that's funny is, like, I'm a New York State EMT. Because we don't, we don't have, like, city EMTs. Right. But even though, even though that's true that I get licensed in the state... Uh, we have very different protocols in New York City than the rest of the state, so we might as well have like a special EMS like thing here. It's it's real. It's real goofy. It's really oh, goofy. Basically. I feel like I feel like, and forgive my ignorance. I feel like being an That's EMT fine. in New York City would be vastly different than being Extremely. an EMT like anywhere else in New York. Like obviously, Extremely. I feel like <laughs> yeah. you're you're facing much more otter and just outright strange encounters as an EMT in New York City than you will literally anywhere else except for like, I don't know, maybe LA and Chicago. Sure. I I mean, like, yeah, it's the busiest 911 system in America by a lot. Like a lot, a lot, a lot (laughs) is New York City. And of course, like, I mean, most of our protocols are different from a lot of New York State. So like, for example, uh, in New York State, uh, for chest pain and no history of <laughs> these are the protocols for giving aspirin, right? It's like chest pain, uh, no aller- allergic reaction to um, aspirin, and no GI bleeds. Like we give a different dose in the city than we do in the state. <laughs> like <laughs> everything is like slightly different, and like we don't. Um, there's like a certain device that we don't carry on city ambulances even though that's a protocol in the state and it's called this these like inflatable pants that you basically put on somebody who's going into shock and like they compress the blood flow we don't even have the, like i had to be trained on it tested on it all this other shit i don't have that on my ambulance like, we never we don't use it <laughs> like, is, was there was there like a big <laughs> outbreak of people stealing compressible pants sometime like in the 80s and now it's like a big thing that we just can't have it <laughs> no it's even simpler than that it's just that your your response times when you're in new york city you're never more than 10 minutes from a hospital so right. there are certain things we just don't do because you're going to be in an er so much faster than say if you're out in like upstate new york and it might be half an hour 45 minutes an hour to the nearest hospital there are certain things we do to prolong life like in those circumstances, but if you only have 10 minutes to go, that means you are incentivized to just work much faster, do fewer interventions, and just go there faster. That's like the main I, that's the main reason behind a lot of our different protocols here. I know you've been working during the coronavirus. How like is yeah. it like night is it like night and day at all? It's, it's is, weird. <laughs> is it how like because I've seen the I haven't obviously been in New York since the quarantine kicked in, like yeah. Is it just, it just looks so surreal, some of the photos I've seen coming out of it. It looks like something you'd yeah. see in, like, The Division, where it's just, like, these abandoned streets and areas <laughs> that, that are almost always populated with people who do not know how to walk forward. 
uh, honestly, it looks like a zombie apocalypse in some places. And it's less so in the last couple of weeks, for sure. As the weather's gotten nice, people have absolutely been outside more. Uh, but those first couple of weeks were real weird. And I was... So we had, like, a little bit of weirdness. So we're a volunteer ambulance organization. So we get some say over kind of, like, what calls we do. We're right. in the 911 system, absolutely. But we kind of call into it. And we're, like, we call in, basically, to the, you know, the, the main dispatch area. It's, it's Mars. It's mutual aid, something, something, response system, whatever. We call in and we say, hey, we're the volunteers. We have a three-person crew on until midnight. You can, you know, send us calls. We can kind of go out and, like, listen to calls and help other crews. And, like, that's how that kind of works. Uh, but we weren't out for a couple of weeks at first. And then we had like a modified system where certain people were going out. Uh, and then I started going out more regularly, which was good. Um, and like my very first call back on after, you know, a couple of weeks was a, a really, really severe COVID call. So it was like <laughs> really intense. Uh, and yeah, we're going out in either hazmat suits or uh, like a face shield and a full uh, plastic gown. So we're doing extra PPE and obviously we're wearing respirator masks as well. So it w it's real different uh, lifting people and bringing them into an ambulance when you're wearing like seven layers of weird protective oh, clothing. Imagine. It's very warm. I, I think I've like oh, yeah. cut weight by accident doing this. <laughs> like <laughs> This is the new weight loss strategy. You just honestly, pile on hazmat suits until you honestly, eventually wither away. While like moving old ladies up and down stairs, like that's exactly. like what what a lot of it is. Um, but yeah, it was uh, very very interesting. And like I have to say, like people have been so nice. <laughs> like the last time I went out uh, a couple weeks ago, I'll be going out again. I think this weekend or, or early next week. But like somebody like we went to like you know a deli. Uh, to get like our, our lunch break and like I just got a little snack and like some dude who was wearing a really good anarchist like shirt was like legalized <laughs> drugs and murder shirt was like oh I got this you know he like treated us to lunch and was like so nice about it and we were just like thanks you know oh. plus you know even oh. the anarchists understand that you guys need lunch <laughs> I mean just, I just was so like touched by that that was super sweet like what a what a sweet man thank you sir if you're out there i i appreciate it i mean i thanked him a hundred times it probably turned like 15 shades of red because that's like also you know i i get mortified by that but also i really appreciate right. it so it's one of those um but yeah it's it's been wild it's been really wild and i've been sort of teaching a lot of new emts in this so there's a lot of um you know like going very step by step with the PPE because that's the most dangerous time is when you're taking it off, actually. Like you have to make sure you put it on correctly. And then if you take it off wrong, you could expose yourself. So like you got to just be very step by step with decontamination stuff and, and taking it off properly and all this other stuff. So I've been very like very mom about like, OK, and now we're going to take this off and then we take this off <laughs> and then we spray this with bleach. And then, OK, and, like I feel like my mom, basically. <laughs> But New Jersey, good. on like the other hand, has like barely been able to keep its shit together with the quarantine. Like yeah. we can't. Like it was good for like the first like I don't know maybe two to three weeks, and then like halfway in, like everyone just kind of gave up. Like we had to like shut down our parks because we just could not learn our lesson oh, of no. not going to the parks when when we were told not to, and we just opened up the beaches for like weekends or for yeah. Memorial Day, I believe. We like don't understand how any of this works and it's it's awful it's, it's really a problem because if people actually did it right it would be okay 
Like right. people actually genuinely did the six foot rule and wore masks. It w- it would be okay, but like Jesus Christ, man! Some people just can't follow that rule, and it's like, oh man! <laughs> like, like I promise, I, live- I promise, if you just do these two simple things, <laughs> it'll be okay to go outside. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's it's actually kind of bonkers. I live yeah. uh, in Verona, which is like next to one of the more affluent like. Uh, counties, which is sure. a lot of this, because if you if you don't know, uh, New Jersey is basically broken up into north and south, and north is basically where all the rich people live, yeah. or all the people who commute into New York live, and then south is basically South Philly. Um, sure. Yeah. In the north, uh, a lot of the you know how you always see like the videos of the people that are like, but I can't, okay, I can't. How can I, how can I live without with wearing a mask? How can I? I don't understand how I can function for forty five minutes with this piece of paper over my mouth. Yeah, we get those a lot around here. I've seen like maybe half a dozen people like get kicked out of stores already for like refusing to wear their masks because they just can't handle it, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot up here. Oh man, that's that's disappointing. It's a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah, it's. Mm. I have to like put a mask on all my patients, like when I show up to them. I'm like, okay, you gotta put this on so I can talk to you now, even though I'm wearing like seven layers of stuff. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's fine. Like, <laughs> it's fine. You're gonna be fine. Don't worry. Oh, what's this? I just like wearing it. I just like it's. You know what? It's just a weight loss program. And it, that's it, honestly it what I should tell them. I should be like, no, just I'm cutting weight for a fight. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it, man. You're fine. God, it's so ridiculous. But uh, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, but I'm I am from originally the great the I don't know if it's great the the state of Pennsylvania, <laughs> uh, home Good. to Philly, Pittsburgh, and the Amish mafia, and that's I, that's literally incredible, it. incredible. I I haven't spent much time in Pennsylvania. I've gone to all There's but no I think eleven to. states. <laughs> Well, I feel like I, I have friends in Philly that I would love to visit when all this this bullshit has has hopefully uh, passed to some degree. But it's still very like that's just one of the states I haven't spent much time in. I've obviously been there, but like not much time, not a lot of time in in, in the old the pen. <laughs> I get I get genuinely upset at Philly's layout now that I've been in New York so much oh, because sure. New York makes sense. It's a grid, but like nothing in Philly's streets make literally any sense. Everything <laughs> is one way, but like it's one way in like a way that doesn't make sense. Like it'll, it'll turn it, it, it just, it's like somebody like drew a maze and there's like, yeah, this works for a city layout. This is fine. <laughs> this is, there's no issue here. It's just, it's just insanity. And then everything between that and, and steel town, is just like Amish folk or like country folk who sure. who pretty much like I don't know Philly's all Pennsylvania is also pretty racist in terms sure. of like yeah how many like uh I think people kind of get caught off guard by that when they visit here is if you're not in like one of the major cities like mm. Philly is very much a southern state in the north in terms of like yeah. I, would, I would say mentality and just like the way everything is kind of laid out, there's a lot of it's a lot of small towns, sure. uh, kind of sandwiched between two cities that are the only thing that people care about, honestly. In this, <laughs> in this state, <laughs> it's it's a lot of land. Uh, I mean, for me as a Rhode Islander, <laughs> a lot of land. Well, I you know I did live in California. I've lived in a big state, 
um, for a few years. But yeah, other than that, like, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. America is a weird place. Uh, I guess we shouldn't get too far into that for the purview of this <laughs> podcast, but weird fucking place. Weird place. Land of contrasts and a lot of bad things as well. But other than bad things, I want to talk about good, a good thing. Of course. Colin, Colin what's, what do you like most about the East Coast? Like, it, it, that could be anything. Like, what, what makes it, you, like, want to be here? Is it bad to say the weather? So, I really like the cold. Like, I... I'm, oh, you're uh, one of those people. <laughs> I am. With, I have slept with a fan on, even in the winter, since I was probably in high school. Oh, wow. Like, I, I, am, I am someone who, oh, who loves the cold. But I, I okay. think... So, I've been to California a lot, especially when I was younger. I went to the West Coast a lot, which, when I was a musician, which is... A time which is an entire another podcast worth of nonsense sure. to go through. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I went to California a lot. I've been to LA like at least over a dozen times, and I just I don't know. I I think I don't want to say it's elitist or anything like that, but I think New York and the East Coast in general has a very kind of specific attitude to everything that I kind of it's like this cynical but like an understanding like uh don't waste our time kind of like cynical like always yeah. keep kind of moving sort of mentality that I've I've kind of always had uh I don't know and uh, setting aside like the geography it's really nice that like the only natural disaster I have to worry about is like a blizzard and I don't <laughs> have to worry about like well, a tornado hurricane, a hurricane well. sure yeah, yeah. It, but that's a little less common than like a tornado like i don't understand anybody who lives in the mid coast has my like like undenying respect for being able to like live in an area where the world can just be just just destroy you in a single like instance with a tornado like every time i see a tornado and people are like just like on the side of the street taking photos i'd be like what are you doing (laughs) just (laughs) run stop is it just is it it's just so mind-boggling that people can like live that and I don't know. California's too hot. Oh, <laughs> I've wow. never been a I've never just been a fan of California and I'm one of those people as, as ill-informed as it may be who genuinely thinks like California is just going to get like a huge earthquake, like a huge like 2012 oh, well, size earthquake. Yeah. That's and and I know it'll happen like the second I move there too. I I will be like the moment I finish unpacking like there, I finally begun my new life and then the world just falls apart. Yeah, it's that is really scary. I, it's one of those weird things, though, that I do think that um, they feel the same way about hurricanes and blizzards, probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's weird. I I completely agree with you about the the sort of attitude thing, and people have like definitely given me a double take on that. But here's a fun story. I may have told this before, but uh, it's a fun story. So I have. Run too hard and fainted in several cities. <laughs> uh, although, actually, all once right, I just... All right, we're starting, once we're starting off strong. One of these, in one of these, I didn't actually run too hard. I had a panic attack and fainted. But... Oh, God. It's happened to me in Boston. It's happened to me, uh, I think, in New York. It's happened to me. I forget. In, oh, New York is a different thing. But, like, on, in East Coast cities, and it's happened in San Francisco. Now... When it happened to be in Boston, which is, I, I lived in Boston for a long time. Boston has its problems, but it's same general attitude. People in the Northeast are very fucking salty. They're very annoyed <laughs> easily, but they will help you. 
They will absolutely right. help you if you need help. And to me, that means a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I fainted once from running way too hard and like legitimately got sick. I, I threw up and like p- passed out on the sidewalk, like for real. I know. Sorry, this is grim, but it happened. And somebody, a stranger pulled over in her car. She helped me up. She was like, are you okay? Do you need me to drive you home? Like, I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm totally okay. I'm only a couple of blocks from home. Like, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Like, she like went out of her way to make sure I was okay. Like, really went out of her way. And I've seen so many times on my ambulance in New York, people staying with a stranger, like a complete stranger who is hurt or sick or, or something's not quite right. They just stay with a person uh, that is a complete stranger. Like uh, so many right. times I've had like a homeless person be you know fainted or really not feeling well. And like uh, just somebody who walked by, stayed with them, called the ambulance, made sure they were OK, like stayed with them until I got there and like checked them out. Like just really, really like genuine kindness, like, you know, just like, hey, this person needed help. I'm going to try to help them, which is, I think, very important. I fainted in front of UCSF, a medical school in San Francisco. I swear to God. And my partner at the time was uh, an intern and then a resident there. So, like, this is a medical school that I went to all the time, like, to, like, pick her up. And, like, you know, we went to the gym there. Like, this is a place I was familiar with. Right. And it is a medical specialty college. Okay. Nobody batted a fucking eye. I woke up on my own on the sidewalk and just was like, okay. No way. I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. There is there is a aloofness, I think, uh, in the air, kind of, that New Yorkers don't have as much. Now, obviously, 100%, there are people who give a shit and would have helped in San oh, Francisco. Absolutely. And 100% would be New Yorkers who would be complete assholes and walk by somebody. This is not me saying, oh, everybody's like this. But there is, like, a different culture around being in each other's business to a degree that can be frankly very annoying I on think, the East Coast, but it, people will fucking help you. They will stop and help you. I think a lot of it, especially New York City, uh, above yeah. all the other cities, it's because you're just and, and as opposed to LA, which uh, some may not know, it's a lot more spread out than yeah, it may yeah. like like the big cities, the big buildings that you often see in movies. That's just downtown LA. That's where a yeah. lot of people just end up working and not actually living. Yeah. Uh, unlike New York, which is just like you kind of don't have a choice. You're kind of just stuck with the people there. Like you, you just kind of have to deal with everyone around you at all times, regardless of where you are. Really. Um, yeah. I think it kind of stems from that. Uh, like you kind of understand that you're kind of all in this together, uh, yeah. regardless uh, as much as you might not like other people. And there are absolutely New York assholes <laughs> yeah. in New York. I've absolutely <laughs> run into them a few times, but yep. like. Um, I don't know. Like New York is like the dragon with like an icy heart. Like we're just ass. Like the East Coast people are just assholes to everyone else who's not like an East Coast person. But like <laughs> you know, the dragon's the dragon can also be really kind uh, yeah. occasionally and help you out and sometimes buy you like Dunkin' Donuts or something. Yeah. But like it's, I don't know. Uh, New York is New York and East Coast is very. And I don't like the word elitism when it's described as New York, but I feel sure. like assholes with like with love is like the best way. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we are who, when it comes to sports, we are very angry oh. At, oh. Ev- at just everything. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of embarrassing how bad we get sometimes. I, I mean, I'm from, I'm from new England. 
yeah, it's even it's, it's even worse. It's bad. Like it's, it's bad. even worse. Like you, you would I think grew up like, with the Patriots think, and the Red Sox. Like it's it's ba- actively terrible. Like would, the fandom is like, actively awful. You would think we're like families, like the like the Hatfields and McCoys. Like we just have like generations baked into this bad blood feud <laughs> between so, our so fucking cities. It's yeah. so dumb, but it's yeah. it's because I have. Uh, Especially between Jersey and New York, especially between like New Jersey and, and New York, if there's oh, any yeah. like sense of like competition, if there is, uh, and not just like professionally, but just in general, like we we will go out of our way to like one up New York or New Jersey as much as humanly possible. <laughs> yep, yep, it's totally true, and it's wild, and it doesn't make that much sense, but it's ugh. yeah. I don't know if I had to be like stuck in a uh, a bad situation with New Yorkers or West Coasters. I just I know who I'd pick. <laughs> like, I feel like New York New Yorkers would survive the zombie apocalypse faster than uh, West Coasters. I mean, I mean now I'm thinking about it. I mean, the real problem is that we're. So- Tensely populated that uh, it would be a lot harder here too. So fair uh, enough. I mean, I mean so, so okay. Setting, like, setting aside the fact that our entire city would probably be wiped out in like a day. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, like, like joking aside, like obviously the pandemic hit here worse than most places, just for this simple reason of we're basically population like density. Sardines. Yeah, yeah I, like regardless of people fucking up in in higher places, which they did. Um, it's also just like a population density question, like a numbers question, but I would rather be on a team. Like if I had to pick my like apocalypse team, much rather be on a team comprised mostly of New Yorkers than most other places. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Plus, um, is a, you have a yeah. better chance of finding more like different skill sets in like that small like yeah, yeah. group. Cause you have to like know a lot of just random bullshit to live in New York. Oh my god, yeah. You have to be willing to... Frankly, life here can be a little... I don't want to say brutal. Like, we're not in the... I don't know. Animal, like, there's not, like, a bear coming over here to try to kill me every day. Like, it's not like that. But it's, like, a very, very high pace of life. There are a lot of incredible frustrations with living here. Like, frankly... So I, I hate the cold a lot. Sorry, Colin. I, I oh, really okay. hate the cold. I hate it so much. <laughs> However, public transit in New York actually surpassed my hatred of cold in the last couple of years, which is really saying something. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, it's it's really bad. Like, just getting around can be so fucking frustrating on a daily basis. And, like, it's just a lot of, of inconveniences as well and, and things like rent is really expensive here so you know you have to deal with some roommate issues and and some other stuff and like just a lot of things that there are times i'm not gonna lie i i admit that living in a much smaller city would be a lot easier in a lot of ways um and like occasionally i'm tempted but i also don't want to be i don't know i don't want to I don't want to be that. I actually really love being an EMT in my community. I really love my neighborhood in Brooklyn. Like I really love it. And there is a sense of like with the pandemic and everything else of, of being in it together, maybe even a little bit more than some other communities across the country. So there's a little bit of pride there, I think. Um, 
I'll be honest. I don't know how anyone lives in Manhattan, like the actual like Manhattan oh part of the city. Like every time I hear when I hear someone who lives in Manhattan that isn't like disgustingly rich, I <laughs> don't understand how they do it because it I mean, just some looks... people live in the Lower East Side. Uh, some like normal humans can live in the Lower East Side, or I guess you can still kind of live in Hell's Kitchen. Like there are apartments there that are like basically the same as Brooklyn for sure, but it's. Mm. It's weird there, too. Yeah, there's pockets of kind of everything. Manhattan is just weird because it's also um, compressed in a weird way as well. Like, we're Midtown is that, like, oh, I just really don't like Midtown. I'm sorry. I just Nobody really, likes So that's another like thing, Midtown. if you don't yeah. know about New Yorkers is, or anyone generally who goes in New York a lot, is yeah. we just avoid Midtown. Like, it's, like it's a diseased zone. Like, it's... Oh. Like, it's a radiated wasteland. You do not go anywhere near Midtown. The, the fucking Times Square and those creepy-ass oh! mu- puppets. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's masco- not for me. <laughs> Unless you want to, like, watch mascots harass people and fight over tips, there's no reason to ever go to Times Square. Yeah, it's oh, it's rough. It's really rough. I love Brooklyn. I'm not going to lie. I love Brooklyn is there so another much. uh is there another one of the boroughs you'd prefer you'd live in if you had the choice or is it just brooklyn no i just love brooklyn i mean i'm almost on the queen's border like i work gotcha. as an emt i work in both boroughs actually we're the only this is a cute piece of trivia for you enjoy this one i work at the only inter borough volunteer ambulance corps in the city <laughs> we're okay. in uh, queens and and in brooklyn uh so yeah i like queens too I like Queens a lot. Uh, I love Queens in Brooklyn. Manhattan can kind of, kind of kiss my ass, and I like the Bronx. <laughs> like I like the Bronx. I don't go there that often, yeah, to be honest. Like it's it's just not a place I go that often. But I like it, and I like the people there. So yeah, there's, Staten there's Island. Rarely, there's rarely whatever. a reason to go to Manhattan unless it's for like work or like you have friends who have never been to New York. Yeah, we're you're doing a museum thing. Like I love yeah. going to museums. Uh, uh, including like a lot of the little little ones that are very fun. That's that's one of the main reasons I think to live in New York is if you like museums. This is a good ass place for that. <laughs> right. A lot of good little things. A lot of good little galleries. Although we have them in all the boroughs is the other thing. Like uh, the Museum of the Moving Image is amazing in Astoria, and uh, I've heard about that. Like, I've wanted Queens to go museum? to it for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, it's really really cool. It's really, really good. Um, but yeah, I guess I've, I've talked about New York enough. I I have a complicated relationship with this place that I live. Again, there are <laughs> things I really don't like about it. Really, public transit is the main one. But uh, it's also a place that I love. And even though it's difficult, sometimes it's, it's yeah, it's a hell of right. a place. It's incomparable in America. There's no other city like this in America by far. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Colin, all right, here's one last question, and then I want to ask about work this week. But I have a very important question here. Ready. What is your favorite East Coast food or activity or just general thing that is so much better here than the West Coast? Mm. It's a a probably obvious answer to anyone that lives in the East Coast, but I feel Mm. like... So part of me wants to say pizza, but that's an obvious answer, especially in Jersey when there's like when like ordering Domino's is like committing a a human war crime. (laughs) (laughs) Like ordering any kind of like fast food pizza is basically just a war crime in New Jersey. Um, I actually think bagels are are just any kind of breakfast food 
is just so much better in New York than anywhere else I've had it. Like yeah. specifically like diner breakfast food. Like oh, yeah. I could live in New York City. I could live off New York City diners for like the rest of my career yeah. and I, my rest of my human existence. And I would I would be 100% fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I um now I'm going to be honest in that I miss a lot of things about the West Coast. I really miss the produce there. Like, I really, oh, sure. really do. Like, yeah. the avocados and strawberries, like, that you can just get at a, at a tiny market that are, were, like, picked, you know, uh, miles away kind of thing. Like, right. oh, nothing, nothing will top that. Uh, and I do miss that because I like, I, I love fruit. Fruit is life. Uh, <laughs> but Italian food is generally so much better here oh, like yeah, just 100%. in general like again there's good italian restaurants in san francisco like i am not sitting here saying oh san francisco food sucks so don't like don't write me angry letters but in general good italian food here is like it's almost hard to it's not hard to find bad italian you can find a sabaros anywhere but you can <laughs> <Yes>. like <laughs> easily find great italian food here which is yeah. Probably my favorite comfort food ever. Like, I grew up on that. I love it. It's delicious. I can only have it, you know, every now and then. But it's so good. So it's, good. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's plentiful. It's, oh. And obviously, like, I can't 100% speak for New York because I don't live there. I live. But in Jersey, it's probably like every third or fourth restaurant is an Italian oh, yeah. restaurant of, or a pizzeria of some kind. Oh, yeah. And it's just because we, we have, like, uh, my fiance and I, when we order, we don't have, like, you don't have, like, typically one pizza joint you order from. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in Jersey, you have like a multitude depending on what your mood is because each yep. one like specializes in some like crazy like version of their Italian food. And it just is always <laughs> yeah. so good. It's so good. It's oh, my God. It's just like the absolute comfort food. IMO <laughs> like 100 percent like, oh, my God. So, so good. Um, I do miss the running there a lot. I am the one weird asshole who loves the hills in San Francisco because they were perfect to run on. Like, perfect. Makes sense. Perfect to run on. But I will say, uh, the other side of that, though, and I, and I loved my gym there. I truly loved my boxing and uh, jiu-jitsu gym there. But uh, one amazing thing about New York that I couldn't get almost anywhere else is that I can go to an MMA gym here that is, like, super queer-friendly super super like accepting and sure, awesome yeah. like there's just basically like i don't know the exact number but many 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 options to choose from and some of them are like the most world-class gyms in like the universe like the right. best like i train with uh I, I i don't go to her school all the time but like once a week i train with uh, a woman who is a world champion like a four-time world champion black belt oh like man was like the record holder of the youngest world champion ever in my sport. And like, like I can just go and take classes with her. And she's like an amazing, amazing human being. Like one of the nicest people I've ever known. Like that's the level of, of jujitsu here. Like this is like a world-class city for this. And I can go to these bigger schools. I can train at those bigger schools and I can have my like little home school that I have close to my neighborhood. Um, where I train every day with like my best friends and they do, they have like the correct pronoun. Like my partner is non-binary and everybody makes like a, a big uh, effort to make sure they're addressing them correctly. And like, it's not like a very bro gym environment. Like it's an incredibly like 
just a good ass place to train. Like not everybody there is queer. I don't want to like say that either. It's not like, oh, yeah. this is a gay gym, but it's like yeah, a right. very welcoming kind of environment. So it's like if I it's lived like in a very small city, it's entirely possible that I could have a gym like that. But it's really kind of luck of the draw. Like a lot of other places. Oh, you know, there's a, an, a there's a Hensor Gracie affiliate here. And that's it. Like, that's what you get, kind of, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I, I think have that's the, the, the beauty of New York, here. though, is you can find a lot of those more accepting spaces yeah. a lot easier. And it's a, yeah. it's just there's so much culture and different walks of life in New York compacted yeah. into like one tiny ass island yep. than anywhere <laughs> else. And, yeah. and it's it's it makes uh, you kind of just have to live with it, live with everyone. It's, it's really hard being an asshole. Uh, well, not being an asshole, being like a bigot in New York, because you have to interact with so many people just involuntarily join, yeah. on a, like a daily basis. You kind of just have to accept it. Yeah, I, it, it's kind of beautiful. Like, frankly, yeah. I think it's like one of the best things about being here is, yeah, exactly. Like you said, different walks of life, like every walk of life, like all kinds of people like it's it's honestly beautiful in that way so yeah new york's pretty fucking awesome east coast office hours Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're better than we're better than west coast obviously <laughs> i will say you will you will not say that there's not uh there's not bad italian food in in the west coast but i will say that objectively the east coast has the best bagels i will objectively say that sure. uh, there is nothing you there's no one who has been able to prove me wrong yet that we do not <laughs> have the best breakfast foods uh, available i'm i'm sorry it's just a fact uh west coast people i know you're listening i know this is hard to grip with but uh someday you'll have a you'll have a new york bagel or and you'll you'll come to terms with it and you'll realize how right we were yeah i mean they're throwing burritos at you right now but I can, it's okay. uh, yeah i'm sure yeah. i deserve yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I accept that completely. There's just some things that are better in, in different places and that's, exactly. that's okay. That's actually okay and good. <laughs> um, all right. Now, now I want to ask you, Colin, uh, all right. What we always do here is we like to talk a little bit about like some of the favorite things we worked on this week. So sure. what were a couple of things that, uh, you especially enjoyed working on this week? So for, for those that don't know, and how dare you, um, <laughs> I'm actually the guide writer, uh, the new hire on yeah. uh My main beat is guides. So a lot of my work is a lot less analytical, but I actually got to put out my first feature piece uh, as yeah. a staff writer uh, on Fanbyte. I was looking into or more discussing my enjoyment of Call of Duty's weird proximity chat that they have in their Battle Royale mode. <laughs> so, yeah. so so if you don't play Warzone, how, how the chat works is you can obviously hear your teammates anytime. Uh, anytime you're playing the game, you can just, you know, talk to them. Or if you're in, like, Discord, whatever, that's fine. Um, but when you kill someone in Call of Duty, uh, only you. So you are the only. You have to be the person to kill them. No one else will hear it. You'll get maybe like a three to five second snippet of hearing the person you've killed's voice. Oh shit! And then it just cuts off. Like it just abruptly cuts off, and like they vanish into the ether. And it's it's <laughs> it's created some of like the most entertaining moments I think I've had in a multiplayer game because you'll get like a genuine reaction from someone, and then like it just brutally cuts them off. But you can't oh like they God. can't hear you. That's the best part of it. Like if you if you kill someone and they yell, you you can't then like talk trash back to them. They can't hear you. 
you're just you just get like this this small window looking in of like their anger or their gamer rage or their like <laughs> just pure shock of like being like killed and I'm sure people have heard me yell quite a bit <laughs> from being <laughs> killed and it's such a weird like small feature that like it sh- it feels like it shouldn't be in the game like so this this it's the same feature in the regular multiplayer but like there's a reason will games like uh PUBG or like Fortnite or uh, Apex limit it so you can not hear other people's comms when you're playing because people are assholes and people yeah. will say dumb, terrible <laughs> shit. But like, I don't know, Call of Duty's like found like uh, if it were found a way to like make it tolerable with like these bite sized snippets of like anguish, like the pepper, like because uh, you can only you can't be like really an asshole in that amount of time to someone and, and the ability to not respond, I think, helps. You're kind yeah. of just like locked into like getting this small window into someone getting really mad. But <laughs> outside of that, uh, I think uh, most of my other stuff this week was Mortal Kombat. I was reliving my my uh, my glory days as somebody who's really bad at fighting games, like really bad, <laughs> like shockingly bad at fighting games. I don't understand if it's like a part of my brain that just doesn't work. But I will spend, uh, like, hours practicing combos. And, like, the moment I'm put against a human component, opponent, I literally forget everything that ever happened. And I forget how to play. And I, like, just mash my fingers against the buttons and just pure, like, hope that something will come of it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm bad at them, too. I just get frustrated so easily. I'm just like, well... Cool, gotta go do something else. Like I just like will will come up against the tiniest resistance and be like, "All right, fighting games aren't for me." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried. It's, tried, it's but- so funny because um, uh, is it? Oh, I want to make sure I get his name right. Um, I, I think it's Patrick Miller, but I want to make sure I'm not like mistaking him for somebody else. Uh. Wait, am I looking at the wrong? I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, making sure. Yes, yes, it's, it is. It's Pat. It's Pat Miller, uh, who's a game designer, uh, and he's big on Street Fighter, and he's learned. He like writes really interesting things about. He's done a lot of martial arts himself, and a lot right. of actually Brazilian Jiu Jitsu himself. And he talks about like how similar they are psychologically, like really, really how tough it is to like get good at either of them and i'm like wow that makes sense and it makes me want to play fighting games but then it just doesn't do the same thing for me that training does so i'm just like yep fine cool bye it's like very (laughs) childish but i'm also just like well i have to accept that i I am not good at this (laughs) it's it's weird like i can generally do well in most genres you put me in front of but for whatever reason like i just can't function in a fighting game Outside of, like, because at least, like, in Mortal Kombat, like, when you're playing offline, you can, like, put the combos on the screen at all times so you can see them. So you can, like, mess around. But, like, once you're online, it's all up to your memorization. And, like, when the game's, like, all right, you have to half-quarter turn your stick here, and then you have to, like, you know, combo- combine that into this next series of buttons. Like, I just I can't do it. And I don't my hand, I can't make my hands do the thing. Like yeah. My brain understands what my hands need to do, but my hands just cannot translate it. They just into, don't into do the, it. Into, yeah, exactly. I just look at my hands like you're supposed to do it. We worked on this, damn it, and then nothing, <laughs> nothing works, and I just can't. But like, 
I don't know. That's the other thing I've been working on. And and if you haven't, like, Mortal Kombat has a surprisingly fun story. It always yeah, it surprises does. me how good Netherrealm is at fighting game stories, and it makes me wish we saw more of them in the genre as a whole. Yeah. Because it's actually, like, a pretty, like, weird, like, in, like, super 90s, like, story where you're going back in time to, like, change the future. And it's just so weird and out there, but... Mortal Kombat has a, like, perfect balance of, like, seriousness and cheekiness that it works out so well. Yeah. And the tone is just so, you know, it's very fast and furious and tongue-in-cheek and fun and, like, fucking bananas. <laughs> like, it's really... <laughs> I, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, the story modes of the last couple uh, of them. Like, just, just my God. <laughs> so, so I, I know bananas. for you, I have a, I have a guess about what yours might be. Yeah. Is it does it involve a cat? <laughs> Wait, in Mortal Kombat? No, 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 for your favorite of the week. Oh my god, yes. Yes, yes. Oh my god, yes. Okay. I I mean, I have two podcasts and then of course the cat. Uh so briefly I'll say I really enjoyed Sports Metal this week. We talked about The Last Dance, the um uh documentary on Michael Jordan and the 97-98 Bulls, gotcha. which is like of a wildly entertaining documentary that is also like such a puff piece. Like it, it is just like <laughs> Michael Jordan fanboy fangirl city. Like Didn't they push that up because like they had nothing to show anyone because sports got canceled for the rest of the year or something like like a little bit. I mean, he had had that. They've been sitting on that footage for twenty years. Like it's <laughs> yeah. I I still really enjoyed it, even though I knew what it was. Like it, it's right. it's just like basically fan service for <laughs> for Michael Jordan to feel good about. But like it also was very entertaining and there were a lot of players and the coaches that were genuinely like incredible, did amazing things. They definitely had some management feelings on that podcast, like feeling about like what a good coach Phil Jackson was and what a good leader and like how he like understood his players needs in a really deep way. And also on the sort of sports beat, uh, which of course you can find, uh, both of these things on the fan fight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E feed uh, of our podcast. But I also really enjoyed uh, fan fight this week. We normally do uh, an MMA fight and a pro wrestling match in each one. And LB and I kind of exchange knowledge a little bit. Like we're teaching each other about our respective, uh, you know, things that we love. Sure. Uh, but this week we we issued that a little bit to do kind of a retrospective on Hana Kimura, who uh, died of uh, apparent suicide uh, last week, uh, really, really sad. Uh, so we went we went in a little bit deep, I think, on on sort of her, and we watched a match of hers that was super, super fun. She's just a really incredible talent, and uh, yeah, that that podcast is like a lot. We definitely put a content warning on there because uh, we go into some some dark stuff, of course. But I think it was I, I really enjoyed working on it. I, I think that was like a a fun, not fun, but like a a, a fitting uh, kind of feeling thing to do. Right. And then, like, to do a complete 180. Uh, <laughs> speaking of fun and not at all serious in any possible way, I watched a trailer for Sledge Life this week. I noticed that there's a cat with two buttholes in it, and I wrote a piece about investigating this two-buttholed cat in the game. Now, since then, I have started playing the game, and I really like it, and I might write another piece on it. However... Uh, when I tweeted out that, that like, oh, my God, I wrote about this two-butthole cat, 
uh, Stephanie Tinsley uh, from from uh, Tinsley PR, who I believe is is working on uh, you know the Devolver contract right. and, and working on doing PR for them, uh, told me like, no, this is incorrect, Danielle, because I, I I wrote the last line like clearly this is made just to make me Danielle write about this because I love cats and I love weird shit and like whatever. <laughs> Uh, and she was like, no, there's like deep story lore about this two butthole cat. And I can actually confirm to you right now. Really? It's, tr- it's true. It's actually a, a part of the story. So, so I don't actually, you, I know you gave me a little bit of context about what it's about, but like, what's the actual like gameplay yeah, of, of yeah. this game? Absolutely. And like, I, again, I might write a very short piece on this, but it's basically a tiny open world. Very, very like. H.io, low poly, low res, you know, 3D game. You're exploring 3D space and you're tagging it. So, like, there's no shooting. You're just tagging it. Like, a little bit of Jet Grind Radio vibes, but much, much, much more simple in terms of the actual gameplay. You're not, like, roller skating. You do get new traversal abilities, though, in this world as you okay. go through. So, it's it's actually really satisfying. There's, like, a very satisfying sense of progression uh, and some, some genuinely interesting mechanics in there. I don't want to spoil too much, but... Yeah, you're basically exploring this very fucked up looking 3D world where a lot of weird shit is going on. And there is a chemical plant that has been doing experiments on trans like transporters, like Star Trek style transporters. And uh, I was I don't want to say too much, but a cat with two buttholes is part of this very deep lore and this uh, deep story. I always of, uh, going on i always find devolver has some of the most interesting games like in in the space right now just in general like even if they are on the smaller scale i think i think a devolver game gets my attention more nowadays than like a square game or oh sure a bethesda game or whatever just because they look they're always so willing and interesting to take risks so uh the one that's coming out now uh i think it's carrion where you play as like the disease instead of like you play as like the monster instead of the people fighting the monster or there was my name is Pedro or my name Pedro which is the the weird game where you play like it's basically like a mix of John Wick old like Hong Kong action movies and like a talking banana and like <laughs> but like it goes in like this huge like psychosis breakdown and it's it's such a weird they're so weird and I love everything about them and I just, that's the biggest blow for E3 for me was that Devolver's conferences were always like my favorite just because they're so batshit insane about what they ever, what out they put out and what they like cover. Yeah, I, I don't think they always hit. I, I will say, I think they've had some misses sure, for sure. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree that they, they are really constantly putting out interesting stuff and uh, aesthetically interesting stuff. And this one really kind of hits it for me. Like, I, I genuinely love very small games like you know it's right. slightly weird things they don't have to be super personal I, I like some very personal games but also like just weird little experiments i love a lot of like very low res horror games for example just love love yeah, love that aesthetic agree. and like when it's done well when there's like you know a, something going on kind of under the hood as well as you know cool aesthetics like i that's my jam and this has a really again like a really satisfying like simple but satisfying kind of sense of mastery over the space and 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 new mechanics and it's really fun so again it's working on both levels for me it almost feels not the same tone but some of the vibes of uh uh 
Spaceport Janitor. I don't know if you played that. Much. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yes, I loved I that game. I loved that game so much. Uh, and this is giving me, again, not the same. This is much more cartoonish and like Adult Swim kind of energy than that right. game was. That game was a little bit more like wild looking, but also like uh, very, very, very kind of earnest at heart in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit more like going for comedy, like going for very obvious comedy. There's a lot of poop in this game. I will say that it, there's it, like it, it did there's see, poop. Adult Swim vibes is definitely what I got yeah. when I saw the trailer. It looked like something that you would like see at like 2 a.m. when you accidentally put on Cartoon Network when you're yep. flipping through the channels. <laughs> yep. Uh, and like, again, that doesn't always hit for me. Like, I think you can miss sure. hard with that. Or even if you nail that aesthetic, that aesthetic doesn't always hit me either. Like... I I am I love a good poop joke. Don't get me wrong. I am not mature in any any fashion of the word, uh, but you still kind of have to do something with it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And this game so far feels like it's really enjoying its own weirdness and not being like weird or cynical. I guess uh, so. Yeah, I'm super into it. Actually, it's called Sludge Life. It's actually free on the Epic Store right now. Uh, I believe. Oh, I might uh, try it. I might which actually, is pretty cool. I'm actually might give it a try. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's a weird little thing, but it's a weird little thing in ways that feel pretty pretty fresh, I think. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what we've been working on this week. Uh, so, Colin, is there anything else you'd like to address before we uh, close office hours for business here today? You know what? I just I'm happy to to be. I want to say because I know I I've said it to you guys a bunch, but. Uh, I wanted to thank you and, of course, the the, the fans of Fanbyte for welcoming me and making me feel a part of the family. Uh, yeah. As a writer, I, I do appreciate having a home, even though, you know, my work is is mainly more analytical than uh, right. expressive. Yeah. But I appreciate uh, being brought on and you should that means you should join our Discord because our Discord is great and we have great people in there and you should definitely join it. Hell yes. I, I second that. And also, hey, we're really happy to have you. Like, Thank you. it's been awesome. You hit the ground running. Like, this is this is fine to say, I think, on a podcast. But, like, you hit the ground, like, sprinting. Uh, like, <laughs> day one, you were you were just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to write, like, six guides or whatever it was, whatever number. And I was like, holy shit, he's going for it. And I was very, very impressed by that. And you've, you've done an amazing job on podcasts, in guides, in other types of writing. So, like, thank you for being here. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for being an East Coaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, we have to, we needed, we needed more East Coasters. That's why yeah. I actually was brought on. We needed to balance because there's so many West Coasters. <laughs> we needed to reestablish balance of power here and ensure yeah. that our, our dominance was, was ensured. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's such a struggle. And then, and then Steven, of course, in the middle. Uh, <laughs> we we have to have him pick a side. We'll make him pick a side eventually. <laughs> they'll, they'll have to pick. What, I mean, it's so funny because they are always constantly like in our chat saying like, "Hey, what if everybody just moved to Fargo?" <laughs> and I'm, I always have to tell them like, I'm honestly tempted sometimes. <laughs> like when I get pissed off enough at waiting for the bus, I'm like, man, I could probably get like a house for what I pay for my apartment here. You know, I know I get genuinely upset when I just look at like even just Pennsylvania rent prices. I just get yeah. genuinely upset yeah. and I have to like stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I yeah. Steven's a joy. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they're here, too. I'm glad all of us are here. We have such a good team. Sorry to brag, everybody, but our team is great and I really yeah, love our team. All, so everyone's terrific. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, 
little little dust off the shoulder here. You're like, yeah, pretty good. Exactly. Pretty good. <laughs> awesome. I'm just going to read our little outro text here then. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We are ready to close office hours for business for this week anyway. Uh, please do be sure to rate and review our podcast because it really does help us. I know it's annoying to hear it, uh, but it really does help us. And we do appreciate that help. You can listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok on Fanbyte. And of course, on fanbyte.com. You can watch all our good streams. We've been streaming a lot lately on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Uh, Colin, thank you so much for being here today. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me, obviously, on fanbyte, uh, just in the guides tab, typically. But you can follow me on Twitter at beguiledgamer. Uh, that's really the only social media I use. Um, you can follow me there, or you can just find me in the fanbyte Discord. Hell yeah, which we have a link to that. Is it just like fanbike.com slash discord here we go i'm doing an experiment we need we need red in here i don't (laughs) like anytime someone tries to explain anything about discord to me my eyes just glaze over and i'm just like all right it sounds well good job everybody (laughs) i think it works i think fanbike.com slash discord does work so go to that link (laughs) and then uh yeah you can join us in uh the fanbike discord i of course am danielle you can find me on twitter at danielle ri if you want to and i think with that Office hours are closed for business. 